Hey everyone, this is Dan with the Spiritual Underground Podcast. Uh, keep on doing these indoor ones, uh, or by indoors, I mean not in the woodshop. Uh, if you're just meeting the Spiritual Underground Podcast for the first time, I will let you know that this is uh, primarily a 12-step recovery podcast, although there is other content and I do like to investigate other and any ways that people uh, find their true selves. Uh, it's all about healing. And uh, whether that's from the wreckage of uh, substance abuse, alcoholism, to uh, whatever may have uh, caused you to uh, retreat from who you really are inside, um, that's what we're about here is to uh, help find those avenues to heal those wounds and, and get back to being the real you. So, uh, 12-Step Spiritual Recovery is a book that can guide you in that direction. It is a 12 steps for everyone. It is a 12 steps for people who don't fit in the traditional 12-step fellowships. It is for people who are maybe currently in a 12-step fellowship and, may, and wants a deeper dive into the work. And it is also for those who just could not seem to get it, in air quotes, get it in AA. I just didn't like AA. Uh, this is a, a back door to the same tools. Um, so we have meetings, uh, Zoom meetings currently. But who knows how long that will, before we go face-to-face, but uh, my guess is that they will probably be hybrid um, by then. You can find information on 12stepspiritualrecovery.com. It's all spelled out, letters. We have a Facebook page and an Instagram page of the same name so uh oh and darren frank's music's wrapped around this thing and i'll throw a little hitch in here since we're uh kind of in a self-promotion mode today uh dtmww.net is my little uh website that uh hosts my and i need to update that thing by the way uh i need a nudge in that direction to sit down and do that um my little handyman and woodworking business here in the louisville metropolitan area uh i can do I really am convinced that I can fix anything, and uh, and I can do all kinds of odd jobs that need to be done around the home, from uh, adjusting doors to hanging new ones to uh, putting up trim to just about anything, plumbing, electric. Uh, not much I can't do. The list is shorter of what I don't do by choice. So that is, uh, you can get with me at Dan at DTM www.net or hell i put my phone number out here enough times 502-292-7444 so that is going great i got a whole wood shop full of woodwork going on and that's actually where my uh, heart and my compass needle is pointing is towards having a full plate of wood work to do so that i get to wake up in the morning and go uh wander out to the backyard wood shop and work all day and matter of fact as you're listening to this i've been doing that all week long this week uh, and it's exactly what i want to be doing so today along those promotional things and and it's me saying the promotion not my guest um holly's here with me and she's just been up to just tons of like cool stuff i mean like and i was looking at how to name this podcast and i my first uh my first nudge was Holly's explosion because uh, I don't know that I've ever been aware of somebody have as many, I don't know what what even word, as many uh, amazing things happen and, and going on all at once. Uh, it kind of, I think, uh, 
uh, intersection of the of the star, so to speak. It, it wasn't planned to all happen at once. As a matter of fact, if uh, if if it all been on time, it would have been nicely spaced out. But uh, that's not the way it went, and we roll with uh with the with the cards were dealt today, and uh, it had her a very uh, hopping and a stepping gal for a little while and i think she still is at the moment handling and juggling all these things at the same time uh so say hello holly hello i'm holly hartman and i'm happy to be here i think the first time i was on this podcast was 10 months ago and a lot has changed since then (laughs) and i'm really happy to be here yeah a lot has so where would we start um i was thinking the vision board go for it yeah so in the summer of july 2019 I was um, in the middle of a a divorce and um, I was trying to look at what what would my future look like? What would if I could dream big, if I could change where I'm at right now, what would I want to do? And um, I created a vision board and I I used to lead vision board workshops. And so this was something in my wheelhouse. But um, oftentimes we don't always do what we teach. And so um, I really took the time that weekend to create a vision board. And uh, all over my vision board um, is really about helping people. That's my heart. Um, The undercurrent of everything I do is to help people break toxic cycles. Um, And because I just, I want to help generations to come, that if we start to heal ourselves, that ripple effect can be felt across across generations, um, both forward and backwards. And, uh, and so a lot of my vision board had that on there and I had that I was going to have my own podcast. I had written on there that I was going to write my story and that I was going to share it. I had on there that I was going to be a best-selling author. I had on there that I was going to be speaking. I had on there that I was going to be leading retreats. And, um, a few weeks ago I was, I joined another business, um, course and they were wanting me to create another vision board and I took that vision board out from 2019 and I had an epiphany and realized that in um, in that week's time the majority of everything that was on that board was happening all at once like Dan said that explosion and uh, and that's kind of where we lead to this today is more sharing all those beautiful things that are happening not just for me but the ripple effect of what it can do for all the people that um, that are involved, that got to participate, and um, how we'll help people to come. So I'm just excited for the whole journey. Yeah, I fell back in, and I've been in it before, but the Jordan Peterson rabbit hole, uh, his new book come out, has teased me, and I went back and listened to some old stuff. And one of the things that really lands with me, and it's in the TSSR book too, is uh, our tendency is to sit around and point fingers at everybody else that uh that needs to be fixed all the world's problems and all the uh the people that are causing me my problems if uh if my boss just was be better then i'd be better and and doing all that but the the root really is is that you had to heal yourself or you really have no value to anybody else um and it shouldn't say no value but you have a devalued uh at best so that's what this is you know these are these are avenues and as i said in the opening you know i'm open to uh to uh exploring all and any avenues of which people uh find their true selves and and find healing and Holly has a number of different directions that's going that way, but that's really the core of it. Once and and until you experience it, you can't. It doesn't make sense to you. Uh, 
but once I healed and did my healing work and got better, then everything around me, <laughs> one of two things happened and probably some crossover. Uh, I know for a fact that people in my perimeter healed and if nothing else, um, I, it relieved the burden of having to worry about me. You know, if I didn't like have a direct impact on like, uh, on, on their actual healing journey, like they did proceeded to do some healing work. Uh, it, it takes the family members, uh, are not worried about me anymore. And, uh, and there's another little thing is where, you know, we do this work and things that used to bother me just don't bother me anymore too. So there's a crossover in those two things. And I think, uh, I, I should dig it out. But, uh, Jordan Peterson, one of his first 12 rules said, uh, um, work, and it's paraphrased big time cause it's not coming to me, but it's work on yourself before you go tackle the world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and there are a lot of parallels in there that we talk about all the time. You know, I can't pour from an empty cup and yeah, um, so the first thing, uh, well, not first, uh, but how do you want to do it? How do you, uh, to- well, to that point where you talked about doing it for yourself first. So like I, I created that vision board, but I also was looking at, I've been in recovery for over an 11 and a half years. And, um, one aspect of my recovery that I didn't focus on as much was codependency. And, um, that was one of those self-awarenesses that I came to when I was going through my divorce, a pattern that I uncovered in my own healing journey that I needed to address. And um, that's where Solo Date Challenge started. Um, That's one of my, like, I guess, flagship projects that I've been working on um, since July of 2019. Um, So I started to intentionally and unapologetically date myself in a way to heal, to learn to love myself, to learn to know who I am. Um, and so I started to share that online and people were curious, what is that? What are you doing? And so I created a a Facebook group for just women. My heart really is helping women. I just think because that's been my journey, I can speak to women, uh, but this is for anybody can do it. Um, it's just, I think that I'm being called to help women. And, um, so I started solo date challenge. So if anybody's listening and wants to find it, it's a free women's community group on, uh, on Facebook. And, uh, we kind of say that we will love you until you can learn to love yourself. So it's just a very loving, open community of people that support each other that are on this healing journey too. And, um, so that was where I first started. I just started to share my story. And I think that, um, you know, when, when we're vulnerable and we're open to connect with people, some beautiful things can happen. When we share our stories and our vulnerabilities, people get to say, oh, that's me too. I thought I was alone. And this this energy of knowing that you're not alone in this and that, um, that mo- a lot of what we all go through is similar stuff, but people just don't talk about it. Um, and so I started Solidate Challenge, and now today we have over 800 members from across the globe, and um, so many women have said that their lives have changed dramatically from it. And I've seen it. I've seen just some beautiful shifts in their lives, the ripple effect that's happening in their families' lives and their personal lives, their careers, their all, all the things. And um, so I started, I was like, okay, I'm going to do a testimonial of all these beautiful women, because as we share our stories, like Dan does here on his podcast, we we can grow from it hearing other people's story and um so i started to take their testimonies and as i was doing their testimony i realized no this is the podcast (laughs) and so uh i realized um you know that goal in 2019 um finally came into fruition just a few 
oh gosh, about a month ago maybe, and um, and created the Solo Date Challenge podcast. So that was kind of the first big leap after just starting Solo Date Challenge. So speaking of the podcast, uh, I met Holly by inviting her to be on my podcast. I, I was I saw what she was uh, up to on Facebook, and uh, as I said, I'm interested in looking at how other people heal how the not how other people do but other avenues of which by which people may heal and uh I'm, i don't know on that very first podcast and it might even be on the air she was said something about wanting to do a podcast you know and i just throwed it out there that i could help you with that i certainly didn't have any idea that that was actually going to happen and then probably underneath of me when i one of the things i'll do is i'll step out sometimes and then i'm like oh shit i shouldn't have done that because uh, i tend to overcommit myself um, not that i didn't want to do it or anything at that level but sometimes my mouth gets going before my before my brain engages and uh but it's interesting to watch how that played out and you know it was I honestly thought that that you would have launched a podcast before now. I was expecting, uh, I was expecting that to roll faster. Um, don't know why. I just I, the fire that you have in the way that whenever most of the time when you say I'm going to do something, <laughs> it happens pretty soon. Uh, definitely not a a, a foot dragger. Uh, maybe the most get to it person that I currently know. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, so the podcast, talk about what's what's going on there. Yeah, so the podcast is um, an opportunity where I've been able to interview many of the women of Solid Eight Challenge, where they get to share their stories. And many of these women have actually um, come from abusive relationships as well. And so um, even though that's not the topic, they touch on it briefly. But what they do is they tell about their story after that overcoming story, that beautiful story of self love and self care and, and what they did in their own healing. And it's really empowering. Um, so I have those stories. I'm also talking about um, how to intentionally date yourself. What are some topics that, um, that, you know, how we can learn to love ourselves through self-love, self-care, little tips, um, mindful Mondays where I'm doing guided meditations because um, so much of my recovery does include this spiritual healing recovery group that we do with 12-step spiritual recovery. And so I implement some of those tools as well. So it really is just releasing the codependency and stepping into who we were supposed to be our authentic selves and um and so that's really what we're exploring with the solidate challenge podcast yeah, that's you know that's the other thing i get from peterson you know is he said maybe understand how the how these old stories we have because ultimately that's how we do everything that's how we learn every single thing going on is by somebody else's story whether uh you know even <clears throat> you know real textbooks are or a story of somebody telling you how they came about something and they're teaching it to you. Uh, in a book that I've really got turned on to whenever I, as soon as I finished the steps and was in that hungry for more stuff, uh, Christopher gave me a book and it's called the spirituality of imperfection by Ernest Kurtz. And it's got a thing in there just to that point. There's a quote that I keep in my phone. that says the language of recovery that is storytelling involves not dogma or commandment, not things to be done or truths to be believed, not theory, conjecture, argument, analysis, or explanation, but a way of conversation 
shared by those who accept and identify with their own imperfection. And, uh, you know, that's why these, you know, that's why everybody's interested in somebody else's story. You know, that's why that's what most podcasts are. That's what, uh, hell, that's what the news is. That's what uh, TV is. They're stories. Uh, But the value here is, is that these are, you know, this is not acting. This is not made up stuff. This is real people just like you that have winced through something and they say around the rooms of AA, you know, go listen long enough and somebody else is going to tell your story. And, and, and when you identify with that and you say that, like Holly said earlier, you know, the whole, the me too thing, you know, when you see somebody else who has come from the same place you're standing in, that gives you the courage to take some action towards getting out because when you're in those spots, you can be completely stuck. I mean, you can be paralyzed and mm-hmm. think that, you know, there's no way out. Um, that happens to put people specifically with alcoholism and not, 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 uh, limited to that, but that's where people get suicidal. That's where people cannot see any other way out from where they're stuck. And that seems to be the only path. So the value of these stories and people telling you how they come, you know, how, like in, uh, you know, I refer to 12-step stuff that uh, what it was like, what it's like, what happened, and what it's like now, uh, the value of those stories is is beyond explanation. And uh, I truly believe that everybody's story is valuable because somebody out there needs to hear your story. I do remember the Peterson thing now. It says, uh, put your own house in order before you criticize the world. <laughs> and I even like it better like that, you know, yeah. because it tends to be what well, we sit around and blow off about what all is going wrong in the world and whatever, you know, whether if the world is your next door neighbor or a country on the other side of the globe. Uh, while I'll sit here and waller in my own stuff. It's the same, it's the same Bible thing of uh, the speck in your in your brother's eye mm-hmm. and the brick in yours or however it goes absolutely yeah no i'm a big uh action person um i'd rather be in the solution and not the problem and i think oftentimes we get stuck in the problem but when we um when we see other people living the solution and and you know getting those results it makes us feel like we can do it too but we have to be able to be open to hearing it um oftentimes we're we're closed off we don't we we want to hear what we want to hear if we're stuck um and and it does take a certain certain frequency somebody's story um will catch you and then once you're caught then then you become more open to the idea of what what life can be like um I think the biggest, you know, and I hammer on this, but the, you know, if I somehow could relieve this need to be in like severe pain before you will change, you know, that's <laughs> mm-hmm. the problem is that, you know, we won't, we, we will take a, a, a unbelievable amount of pain before we will turn the corner and, and, and go a different direction. And, uh, you know, it's in my heart. I've had a couple of times where I've actually got to work with, I was able to work with some people who, you know, didn't have the bottoms that were so deep, man. And I always am telling them, you know, do you know how fortunate you are? Mm-hmm. Because your trajectory was going to take you right where all whole bunch of the rest of us went. But you pulled the nose up on the airplane before you crashed into the mountain. Yeah, and that's my story. You know, I have yeah. a, a, you know. I didn't have any of the yets happen to me, and so uh, you know I I was fortunate enough to um, to stop before that. Um, for me, the pain I, I guess I may not have a very high <laughs> pain 
pain tolerance because when the pain's great enough uh, for me, I I can see it and I, I don't want it. You know? yeah. And yeah. I think that actually comes from childhood. Um, my and as I'm thinking of this, um, I would watch my brother get hit and um, uh, and disciplined, and I watched that and I said, oh, whatever he just did, I don't want that. Yeah. And that's probably where that comes from. I'm like, oh, I see that. I don't want that. So I'm going to change this behavior for that. So, yeah. um, you know, solo, the solo date challenge in itself. And, and that's as I as I do this work and I delve further and further and I do this thing called feed my brain, feed my head. Um, it, this stuff really boils down to some pretty basic stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same like the you know solo date challenge, solo dating. Uh, that's parallel to this is an inside job, mm-hmm. you know, that I'm not going to be able to look outward mm-hmm. to find the solution. I'm going to have to go in. And, I, you know, if you did a study on how many different ways that's said, right. it is the root of every single healing process. Mm-hmm. Uh, but doggone, if it is not hard to take your focus off of, and I guess that's the root of the ego wants to protect mm-hmm. you and wants to, you know, dig in its heels and, and make you believe it's not me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I said, you know, the one of my favorite lines in the big book is that uh, my that our problems were basically of our own making, mm-hmm. which means I'm the problem. <laughs> it's really not everybody else. It's me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, and it's so elementary that, if I'm also the problem, I'm the only solution too. Yep. You know, there's not nobody's gonna come in and save me, uh, and change me. There's not a magic pill or a magic wand or a particular therapy or something that's gonna make there's those all those things can assist. Uh, but but it's me that's gonna have to step up and take the action, as Holly said a minute ago, uh, to to turn the corner. Bob Earl says, you know, when you run into a wall, turn. <laughs> you know that's pretty simple too you know <laughs> don't just keep walking into the wall mm-hmm. and that's what you know ultimately that's what i did for a long time i just kept on using alcohol and drugs as my solution and hit the wall and stand up and hit the wall and stand up and hit the wall and it never dawned on me to turn <laughs> yeah absolutely well you you mentioned the common denominator in in the book that that i launched just recently um in my chapter i talked about that that i came to this realization that um, when i was looking at the end of my marriage and this was my second marriage and i had been in other toxic relationships that I was the common denominator there, that um, there's a pattern here and I'm the common denominator. Yeah. So I've got to figure out what that is. And and that's really how Solo Date Challenge came about. And I don't know if I really said it out loud what it is. It's um, we empower women to learn to love themselves through intentional and unapologetic solo dating, no matter your relationship status. So this is for all women of all ages. And men can do it too. Um, married and, or single or yes, whatever. Yes, doesn't matter. And and Dan does it. He goes out to his. Uh, I've been solo dating place. for a while yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> but other people have not been fond of it in yep. the past for you. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. My partners and stuff sometimes didn't. You know, uh, survive. Our, our relationship surviving deer season was a test. <laughs> <laughs> and we did, uh, but with hiccups for a little bit. But I mean, it is that. Um, and you'll find that if you are in a relationship and married, and you want to try solo dating you may have some resistance uh because that's not the norm for most people to to put yourself first but what we talk about is how important it is to fill your cup first and you hear that but 
most people are pouring from bone dry, like nothing. And when we're constantly giving from from like the scraps of what we have, we're really not giving the best of ourselves to anybody. But if we can become the best versions of ourselves, the overflow, that that abundant energy, that beautiful love energy is what really everybody wants in the first place. That comes through. And then once people start feeling that, your spouses, your children, uh, the people around you start feeling that love energy, they now encourage you to go do those things. Um, so if you, if you are met with some resistance in the beginning, that might be normal. Um, but just push through and encourage them that, that you are doing it for you but also for them, um, because they will reap the rewards of that as well. Yep, yeah. You don't just shoot to ring a bell on me. I mean, even when there, we have a, I'm working with a guy, and he's married, and I've got him going out to meetings five, six times, evenings a week, and disappearing. And although he is doing something, and he's doing critical healing work for himself, that is definitely going to be, benefit the family. Uh, the significant other can even, you know, and that's not like, you know, it's, uh, that's not like going out, uh, dating myself, Mm -hmm. you know, that's actually, you know, that's not going and doing so. I mean, it's not that I, people enjoy meetings, but that's, if you're actually going out and solo dating, some of the stuff should be things that you'd like to do, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, (laughs) and I, and again, I don't want to, that's, that's a little funny because I enjoy meetings today, Mm -hmm. but that's not the same thing as going to, going to the cabin and hiking in the woods for me. And uh, so then that is, that what my point is here is the resistance that comes up from you going out and enjoying yourself mm-hmm. uh, well, seems to me would be way beyond the person going to a 12-step meeting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and you have resistance on both sides of it. Um, but it's oftentimes people don't know who the new you is. So they have to adapt to what that looks like, too. And so there's some growing pains. And anything outside of our comfort zone is going to have some growing pains. But that's where the beauty is. That's where life is. Yeah. That's where... Age old one, too. Yeah. No pain, no gain. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But you, and it's however much you want to have. I think it's um, managing your expectations on the front end, knowing that that might be the case. Um, but you know, we were talking, uh, I'd like to share a little bit about the chapter that I, that I wrote in the, yeah, book, the um, book, because it really is that my story is about that. The, the common denominator, the, the thing that I did to heal, uh, what got me in that place, so to speak. And, um, the book that launched on April 22nd, it was called, I am how to release the shame of narcissistic abuse and transform financial poverty to wealth beyond numbers. And it was an international collaborative, um, collaborative project. And so there were 14 different authors um, telling their story, like we just talked about. We were storytellers of uh, 14 thrivers that are professionally serving people on their journeys out of financial abuse and into abundance. And so we all got an opportunity to share a part of our story of healing after narcissistic abuse. Um, but our healing journey and that we, we overcame it. Right. And it's those stories in those stories. You'll, you'll hear, um, the brokenness, you'll hear the struggle, but you'll hear the, the overcoming the, the opportunity where they had that, that turn. And, um, and you may hear somebody's story in that. And the miraculous thing in that is, uh, I, I was invited to be a part of that, that, collaborative project and that like I said that's on my vision board I am not an 
a person that loves to write necessarily. And so to put that on my vision board is actually a pretty big dream and a pretty big ask. And, um, and I remember when I first met Dan, I told him, I'm like, hey, I'm a part of this project. And, and uh, it felt very um, humbling to be a part of the project and exciting. And as we've come into it, it was supposed to launch in January, like he said, with the timelines. Uh, what I find is my journey's not always on a timeline like I want it to be. And um, so it didn't launch then. I was also supposed to be a part of another organization thing on in January. And so all these things got spaced out but in a beautiful dynamic way. So April 22nd, we launched our book and 12 hours later, we were um, awarded international best-selling authors. And so um, it's those dreams, it's those dream big because things can happen. And, um, and I think it's that supernatural power that when, for me, I lean into my higher power for these things. This is not about me. This is, is this what's best for my highest good? Is this what's best for the highest good of the people that I need to serve? And I believe that by doing these projects, it's connecting me to the people that I need to serve. And that's why I do what I do. And um, so I'm just really excited that that book's out there and that will provide um, opportunities for people to heal in different ways and hear those stories and, and connect with them. So you can find that book on Amazon or look on my website at solodatechallenge.com and uh, take a look at the book. Um, something else that was beautiful about the launch is that we um, partnered up with a company called Safe House and um, they are creating an app. Um, for people in crisis. Um, you know, so many of us have been in that situation. And the app will be a universal app for the United States that if you are suicidal, if you've experienced abuse, if you are, um, you have alcohol issues, um, sex abuse, uh, all kinds of different things, you press the whatever the crisis is that you're going through, and it will take and then you go to your state and then you will have all the resources at your fingertips of where you need to plug in next. Because oftentimes what I find is when people are experiencing trauma, they don't know where to go next. And so that app um, by Safehouse will be coming out and launching in May. And um, it will help thousands and thousands and thousands of people get connected to where they need to be. Um, and I think that these podcasts help people get connected. The book helps people get connected. Um, you know, there's resources abundant. So if you're open to them. Yeah, you talked about something earlier, and uh, it triggered another thing is uh, that we have to aim at things. Mm -hmm. If you don't, you know, it's a little, there is a real weird dichotomy about this thing about allowing this, my higher power to guide my life. But at the same time, I cannot hit a target I'm not aiming at. Mm -hmm. um, what I've found is some kind of combination of a light, uh, uh, and I can't even say light because it's not that really, but, uh, you know, point my intentions in a direction and take some action that way. And what, like Holly's talking about and what has happened for me is that, you know, I believe the universe has conspired to guide me in the direction I'm aiming. But, like, I know that there's places in that where I could dig in too tight and like try too hard mm -hmm. and then to get into where I'm like trying to force something to happen. And it's just wonderful when, you know, you get these God nods and that when things uh, fall into place for you, they just, the dominoes just fall right in the direction you need them to go. Excuse me, by no, uh, you know, by what appears to be no real 
understandable reason. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's happened to me <laughs> for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, the book again, say the, the name of it and, uh, and where people can find it once more. Yeah. And I'll uh, put together some stuff for the show notes too, so we can get some links and some stuff. Cause I know it's real hard to keep track of this stuff like this, but also the verbal. Yeah. The book is called, I am how to release the shame of narcissistic abuse and transform financial poverty to wealth beyond numbers. Um, and it can be found on Amazon right now, but I also will have a link um, on my my website. So you can go to solodatechallenge.com and that'll get you a direct link to the hard copy book. Because right now on Amazon, the Kindle version is the only thing available. Okay. So, well, Is the hard copy available yet? It is now. Oh, yeah. it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just became available yesterday. Cool. <laughs> very, very cool. Uh, so we got the... Do you want to talk anything about the a future podcast? Yeah, I, yeah. So <laughs> when I was talking with all the women, and this was this was a beautiful thing that happened with this book collaboration. Um, we're with fourteen women that have been on their own healing journey, and the collaborative product of having fourteen people that are doing this work together was. Um, the energy I don't know if I've ever felt before of bring the fact that the the project got to bestseller within 12 hours is a testament to all of us women collaborating together and I don't know if I've ever collaborated with a group of women that effectively before and um, and what we uncovered is that while the book is about recovery after narcissistic abuse all of us are healers in the book we all have a healing modality that will help people outside of that and um, and so we came up with a concept for another podcast that we'll be launching probably next month and it's called welcome to the healing playground where healing is fun and releasing shame can be done and um, so we're going to be really talking about all different healing modalities for whatever you have going on. And um, they're going to be sharing their stories outside of what was in the book and more in depth of like how they went through their own healing, what they do f- for healing and how healing can be fun. At the end of your podcast, you say that like yeah, if, you're if you're not, not having, having fun, if you're not having a blast in your recovery, it's your own damn fault. Right. Because it can. I mean, there's definitely times where it's not, but there are times when it can be fun. And so we're going to explore that with all kinds of different healing modalities and different therapists or uh, breathwork people, yoga, meditation, uh, therapy, you know, all the things like and it it will be for men and women. So that's what I love about it is because it will be more um, universal and more an opportunity for people to learn about all these different things that most people have never heard of and never got to explore. There's definitely a place for uh gender specific uh healing and you know there's a but but also uh co-ed for lack of a better term so uh i like i like to hear how i like to hear that part of it uh mm-hmm. that's what like with and i don't you know and you talk about uh solo day challenge can be for either sex also but its main aim is at women mm-hmm. um which is, you know, kind of ends up with you a little bit of like left outness stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, but, um, so we'll have you on that podcast whenever uh, we get that launched. <laughs> yeah. uh, I had a thought a second ago and it, it zipped out of me. The, uh, you're talking about having fun doing this mm-hmm. and you know, that, 
12-step spiritual recovery and my sponsor taught me how to do the step work and make and interject fun in it mm-hmm. which because some parts of it you know like when people are doing inventory uh, they're they're picking scabs and 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 it does make it does goof you up I try you know I have a little um, I get torn on whether if I should warn the guy about that <laughs> Or uh, let it, let them go into because I'm afraid sometimes when I warn a guy I'm help them manifest it you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, but I, and I and I didn't and I chose one of my recent guys that's in it I chose not to tell him and you know a couple of few days down the pike he's uh, feeling all goofy and I explained to him that's completely normal but back to the fun thing is doing stuff in here to where it is where healing is enjoyable. You know, where it, you actually can have some fun doing it. And so that way, like when you get, when let's say like in step work, when you get through one trip through the steps, you know, you have fond memories of what happens, you know, that you want to do it again and you want to share it with somebody else, you know, uh, painful type therapy and stuff that really is because there are some stuff out there and one of the things that holly picked up from Peterson podcast was that the 12 steps you know is not going to do you any harm Mm -hmm. where uh some things could uh you know specifically like medications you could end up being dependent on something and um and although yes it helped you it created a new problem for you uh the 12 steps can't hurt you and uh but it it can't you it's it, it, you should at some point be uncomfortable doing it <laughs> but to have fun do through it to where you want to give it away to others and you know you want to do it again yeah know? well we had uh that that same week of the so i had the podcast on saturday the book launch on wednesday and then the following friday got to take a group of the women from tssr from 12 step spiritual recovery on a women's retreat a healing retreat so we had a whirlwind of a week yeah. um but that's where it was in, fun yeah, like there's a podcast of the of the after action report of that too that just come out a couple of weeks ago i guess or maybe last week i don't remember i lose track of the time but yes that's the fun you know that's where um the juice is so heavy, in my experience, at these kind of retreats that uh, it, fun does not even begin to mm-hmm. label what they are because of how powerful they are emotionally, too, interjected with that uh, uh, pleasure that comes with the connection building and the community aspect of, of this, the, the fellowship uh, Fun is, we need to invent a new word to talk about what. <laughs> it was powerful. What that stuff is. Yeah. I mean, life-changing. These women, their lives shifted that weekend, and it's so beautiful to watch. But to interject, we interjected lots of fun and playful times. And, and a lot of people said, well, I thought, thought I'd come in and it'd be so serious. And then the fact that you all could be playful during it, too. Yes, there's serious time and moment when, you know, it's a little bit more reverent when we're focusing on certain things. But to interject that fun and childlike wonder and playfulness um, it's important yep it's another one of the foundational things if you look around at these healing modalities that most of them include finding some time to play Mm -hmm. Uh, there was a a couple uh, psychologists I'm wanting to look into and I got to get their name back Uh, I think he says P.O. Shea is a big play and he talks about reading the book Peterson again talks about looking and reading this guy's work about how important play is to mm-hmm. us uh and it's another thing that was that was uh 
kind of mandated to me as I was working the steps Mm -hmm. that, Dan, you need to find some time to play. And I don't care what that is to you. Yeah. Uh, That can be all kinds of different things. We start doing it when we say treat ourselves after you do four-step work. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, It's good. Well, for me, growing up, nature, nature was my play. And, uh, and so that's why I've always been really drawn to retreats. I, I, I would go on them when I was in middle school and high school. And, and so that, that is my natural place of connection, my, my natural place to play. And uh, it rained the whole weekend of our retreat. But to me, that was playful. Like it, it made us closer and connected. And you had to be creative with what you did with your time and, and how you spent it. It wasn't as easily accessible, you know. And our creativity is is part of our healing. It's really important to tap into that that a lot of people don't give opportunity to. Yep, yep. Uh, and my retreat is two weeks away I think from this weekend so that's a and I say mine uh, I don't feel like it's mine but it is on my property and I am the one that coordinates it and so uh, it just feels funny to like claim it that way uh, and and that was you know I, I've talked about it a ton of times on here it just is, is is magical and just another one of these uh, I never set my sights on doing this one you know, there never was any aim involved in that miracle in my life, uh, but it's definitely uh, it's been it's been life changing for for people, and and those kind of events bring people in like nothing else does. You know, it's it's two years worth of meetings in that kind of community aspect. You get mm-hmm. through that kind of timeline of seeing each other every once in a while in the evenings, and once a week, twice a week, whatever in the evenings, it compresses down and uh, and and deep long-lasting connections are built uh, amazingly fast <laughs> over a weekend people mm-hmm. feel like uh, you know just it just builds connections beyond it I, I don't have words yeah just unreal well I was at a um, I, I love going to conferences and for me like Dan was talking about feeding your brain feeding your mind I'm always loving to grow and, and explore and I went to a conference um, in Florida this was probably like six years ago and um, I saw Mastin Kip talk and he did a guided meditation to help us try to figure out and tap into what our purpose is and and in that guided meditation it came up that I I was part of my mission is to hold retreats and then uh you know five six years later you know I'm in that place where I have this opportunity to help facilitate that and I did one back in the fall and uh, I kind of fumbled through it a little bit um people still got the healing that they needed I believe in that moment because I believe my higher power was there with me um but this one was just so much different um because we we doubled the size of what we had the last time. I think some people kind of knew what to expect because half half of the members that were there had been to the first one, and um, it was different even than that. And um, and so I do feel like I'm stepping into that purpose and calling for me, and that I I'm encouraged to um, do retreats outside of TSSR to help doing different healing modalities for maybe women that have gone through domestic violence and abuse or other healing and recovery. Um, and I, I see that as something that I can do across the globe. (laughs) And I'm really excited to do that as part of on my next vision board that I'm doing, you know, throwing it out in the universe, whoever's listening, if you need a facilitator for a recovery retreat or healing retreat, I'm your girl. (laughs) Yeah. Fantastic one for sure. So what else we have on the docket? Did we touch everything or no? 
Uh, uh, well, in next month, uh, actually, the same weekend that Dan has his uh, retreat, I get next, the opportunity. Yeah, it's this month. It's in a couple of weeks. Um, in Elizabethtown, Kentucky, I am a part of a conference called Women, we, we Conference, the Women Empowerment Conference in Elizabethtown. They've been doing that for several years, and um, I was asked to be one of the keynote speakers there. I uh, was very humbled by being asked to do that and uh, excited to be a part of that. If you're in the Louisville, Elizabethtown area, tickets are still available if you're interested. Or if you'd like to watch on it virtually, if you're listening from further away, um, virtual options are open as well. And love to have you be a part of that. And that's what I mean by explosion, because uh, Holly's <laughs> had a whole lot of really cool things happening all at once. And uh and that's the fruits of doing this healing work too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not everybody has their sights set on that kind of thing. But uh, by what I mean by that is that's the magnitude of what can happen in your life by taking some steps to to heal your wounds. Mm-hmm. And we all have them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all have them, and we we stuff them down, and until we actually do stuff that gets some pride back up and out. Uh, they sit down there and fester, and we don't even know what's wrong with us sometimes. We have no idea what's wrong with us mm-hmm. because we've, we've, we've told ourselves that don't bother me anymore yeah. so many times that we're half-assed fooled into believing it. Yeah. And um, then, then you do this work, and it bubbles up, and it's scary for a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you do the things in, in whatever modality it is. If it's, if it's, I believe, I believe most... Uh, effective modalities of healing involve confronting these things mm-hmm. and then taking some kind of steps to reconcile and uh, consummate and move past it. That's, yeah. you know, whether if it's 12 steps through a fourth, fifth, sixth, seven, eight, nine step or whatever else you're, you know, when I was in the Mankind Project, that's, they, they, they mind you for those things. They, mm-hmm. uh, and then when they bubbled up, they had processes in order to deal with them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, it's peeling the layers of onion. Even in uh, the past 10 months since I've been doing 12-step spiritual recovery, I have grown in so many different ways and had growing pains. And with every project that I'm doing, I'm learning something new. And so we're uh, to me, I don't believe I'll ever get to some like pinnacle of this place, right? I, yeah. I want to continue to grow. I'll be and, honest, if, there was a, if I thought I could see a finish line. I probably wouldn't do it. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, it would actually take away mm-hmm. some of my drive to when I'd like to be okay. Well, I'm gonna slow up now that I see the finish line. Right. Uh, you know, one of the I heard a guy the other day say something that resonated with me real big. Is he was talking about if you have a spot where you you know if you're sitting around wondering what to do to grow, uh, look at what you're afraid of, mm-hmm. and then tackle one of those. Yeah. Uh, and and the, that's why I'm getting at you know we are afraid to uh, look at our past. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is definitely one of the fears that uh, drive us is those that past that's haunting us, and whether we know it or not. Another thing, I was in a um, another meeting, and someone mentioned when we were talking about solo dating of like uh, if you're trying to figure out what to solo date, and I think this comes to growth too. What are you jealous of mm. when you look at somebody and you're jealous of something they have? Maybe that is something that is really a desire of yours or a dream of yours. Mm-hmm. 
maybe look to see how you can achieve that, you know, um, because that, that, that pings us in a different energy and, and uh, it tells us a story. Sometimes the, the pain points are what tells us the story and, and points us in the direction of where we need to grow. Yeah. Well, that path is endless in my estimation. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, I'll go with the Peterson thing again. He, one of the very first lines that caught me, he said, I don't know what it means to be in complete alignment. And what he was referring to is people like Jesus and the Buddha and these people who have brought their lives into that spot where everything is in direct alignment. But then he says, but I have had intimations of what that uh, feels like. Mm -hmm. And that's those things when you, when your compass needle is pinging on your true north, uh, there's no better feeling in the world. Yeah. And I felt that this month yeah. <laughs> in yeah. abundance. Yep. Your compass needle is definitely pointing in your true north, no doubt about it. And it shows in people, their countenance. You know, you can just see it that it's happening. It's been fun. Yeah. Having a blast. <laughs> it is fun. Uh, I think, did we touch on everything? I think so. Good, good. Well, we're, we're not going to go real long today. I just did want to get Holly on here while she's all juiced up in, in the middle of this. And then also to make sure you guys knew what, that all that was available. Uh, you know, the resource thing that Holly talked about, the safe haven, is that what you said? Uh, safe house. Safe house. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, that's, that's a, that's a that's parallel to what we're doing here is pointing people to places where you can find that because mm -hmm. when you're stuck you don't know where to look and perhaps you just happen to see the wonderful art on my podcast label mm -hmm. on my <laughs> podcast uh album and uh and and wondered what it was and you found your way in here and that's uh ultimately that's what i'm trying to do today is make sure that people know where to go when they need that Plug shout in. from the mountaintop we're here. Yeah. And all these things, a lot of these things that we've talked about are free. Yeah. So many people get blocks. Oh, I can't afford the healing. 12-step spiritual recovery is free. Yeah, um, a lot of these books are available on YouTube for free or, uh, you know, the resources. Um, the Kindle book is not very expensive online. Uh, Solid 8 Challenge is free. Like there are so many resources out there if you're open to it that can help you get the healing you need. Yep. That's a huge, big block, too. Uh, I still say, you know, the, the amount of healing I've got through t the 12 steps in the fellowship and the things that I've done in it uh, would probably take decade through therapy or some kind of paid thing like that. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's phenomenal. Good, good? I'm good. All right. We'll close her up the same way we do every single one of them. If you're not having a blast in your recovery, it's your own damn fault. <laughs> and thank you all for allowing Holly and I to participate in our recoveries in this manner tonight. Peace out.